Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. The Greenlight Podcast welcomes you. NFL trade deadline brought a whole bunch of news. We go through it. Chris talks about the trades, the impacts, and how the teams fare on the other side. Tough day for the Broncos. Much love, Bradley Chubb. You're a beast. Mile high will miss you. After the trade talk, Kyle and Chris get into a good bit of fun. We had a mailbag. You all delivered yet again. Some great questions were asked. Some great answers were given. Stay tuned for that. Y'all enjoy. Chris, did you know that there were 10 trades made today, the most ever on an NFL trade deadline day? No, I didn't know that that was the most. Mm -hmm. It does feel like a lot, but I was talking to you all about this. When I was a player, you certainly never pay attention to everything like, you know, the way we do now. Like right now, I know exactly when four o'clock comes. And I know I was on the practice field. Like we, we'd hear some shit and it'd probably get to us by dinner time. Or you check your phone and the, like, damn, this guy got moved. But this is exciting and it's something to talk about. And I sure wish there was a trade deadline every week because it's fun. It's fun. And it kind of like sucks for some of these players, though, on the other hand, because ultimately you shouldn't. If you're Brandon Cooks, you shouldn't have to sit in Houston with no agency. Like, this fucking sucks for him. You know, I'm not saying everybody should just be able to get up and leave, but you can't acknowledge the human element of this thing. Is You know, like, you're, you're working your ass off, and you don't really have a lot of uh, control over uh, your, your place of employment once you're locked into a contract. And I know people say, oh, it's a contract, and that you signed it and all that shit. But, like, sometimes it, it, I think it would be fair as fuck to get – Brandon Cooks moved. He's the number one guy I'm, I feel bad for today. Brandon Cooks not moving. He, he read a tweet that was not so cryptic. It was just like, hey, man, I've, I've been a good dude. I, I kind of keep my mouth shut, and I don't air shit out. I'm paraphrasing here. But, you know, that can't go on forever. He said, don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are gone. Cross the line with playing with my career. I will not speculate what happened, but I will imagine it has 
it's directly related to the trade deadline and not being moved and him leaving with a personal um, – he left for personal reasons earlier today and didn't practice. So that tells you something's going on there, and I feel bad for him, number one. I also feel bad for Cam Akers. I really do. Unfortunately, you, you can't make people want to give your employer enough to move you. I mean, I'm sure Sean McVay was fielding you know, requests. I'm sure he was in talks about – you know, Les Snead was was fielding these requests, but I'm sometimes it's not enough. And like I, I don't I don't know. Like when you're thinking of it, Sean McVay and him might not be getting along professionally. It might not be working. But like, what if a guy gets hurt? You know, it's a fucked up business, and you're just like, oh, I think I'll hold on to Cam Akers. And this this guy's like, I just want to play football again. Yeah, that's exactly what he tweeted. I yeah. just want to play again. Just want to play, and that sucks. So the human element of it is terrible, and. Elijah Moore, who, yeah, a lot of people are like, you're young, the whole thing, like, you shouldn't be complaining, but he's just not getting the ball. He's not getting the ball. And, you know, that's a fly-on-the-wall situation for me. I'd love to know what's going on up there with Joe and, and those guys. I, I don't like to pry. I mean, I could text Joe Haskett, but I don't think he would tell me in the middle of the season. But I, I feel bad for guys that – because football is really hard. Like, and if you don't want to be somewhere – and coaches always say this, if you don't want to be here, leave. Well, it's not that simple in the NFL, especially – and I'm sure some of these guys have told their coaches, like, hey, I don't want to be here. And then, like, the coach is like, well, I, I can't do anything about that. Like, uh, I, I need depth or that sort of thing. Or, like, a six isn't enough or a fourth isn't enough. Like, so it's not that fucking simple. And it's a physical, violent sport. And it sucks. It sucks. And DJ Moore didn't get traded, did he? You know, He's and, still in Carolina. You Carolina know what? still has Brian Burns, who they offered to first reportedly still have jeremy chin they still have some good pieces but some guys you thought uh were gonna go well yeah and brian burns for for two ones i i don't see that i'm just now we're in day and age where if i say something like brian burns isn't worth two first somebody's gonna be like it was throwing shade at brian burns no she's not worth two first like bradley chubb didn't even have have two first no and i and when you somebody asked me this morning would you take burns or chubb burns or chubb i i would take i would take uh I, no, I would take Chubb. I, I, would, I would take Chubb. He's proven it more, and this season he's uh, he's at the top of the pass rush win weight rate standings. And on top of that, you know, like it, and we'll talk about the Chubb trade in a second. But like for LA, I don't know. Somebody earlier was tweeting at me because I was I said, "Hey, he ain't worth two ones." Okay, sorry. Like you know, you want to go pay two ones for somebody? Go go pay for somebody who's I don't know more of a known commodity. I, like I, I'm talking about two ones. You got it's got to be like fucking a, a perpetual double digit guy for me or quarterback. Yeah, or quarterback or something like I. I and if you're the Rams, you're not that close. You know, like unless Brian Burns has three family members who can play offensive line for the Los Angeles Rams. You know, and um, and a doctor that can keep Matt Stafford healthy and. Like, it's just not, there's not enough in that package to help your team right now. And I know that, like, you're like, well, you're getting the player for another few years and that sort of thing. But, like, I don't know what the next couple of years looks like for the Rams. And I finally wrapped my head around why you say fuck them picks. Like, if you just live like this forever, like, it's fine. Like, you can, you can do this forever. You definitely can do this forever until the new guy shows up and he's got no picks. You know, that, that, that's, that's who's getting fucked in this whole thing. You know, Brandon Cooks and whoever succeeds. Les Snead and Sean McVay, whenever that is. I hope it's 2045 because I really like those guys. But in 2046, somebody's going to be like, God damn, dude. Like, I know I get the week off, but I'd like to pick some players. Is that how they do things around here? So 
it's it's crazy um, that they were really sending two ones to Carolina for Brian Burns. Are they and it's crazier that Carolina wouldn't wouldn't take the wouldn't deal. Take it, yeah. Talk about a team that is in rebuild mode. They're looking for a new coach. How enticing is that for you know a top tier coach to have two extra firsts? You know, like next year. It's it's really enticing and. You know, I don't know who that coach is. I, I'm pulling for Steve Wilkes. I really am. I'm just pulling for Steve Wilkes. You know, I'm going to get a T-shirt that says I'm pulling for Steve Wilkes. Unless you bet, you know, for the Falcons. and uh, no, or, no. Or for the Unless you bet on the Carolina. Yeah, then I'm uh, pulling for the Panthers plus four. Right. I'll have, uh, I'll have a T-shirt that says I'm pulling for Steve Wilkes. And then on the back it'll say, ultimately, though, Carolina plus four would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And last year when the Raiders assistant Basaccia took over, you were hardcore for him too. And I bet they maybe wish they had kept him. Dude, I think there's a lot of overthinking in this, in this business, man. I I do. And, um, I'm not going to sit here and hire the next Carolina head coach. I'm just here to do the trade deadline. You know, (laughs) I don't want to bite off more than I can fucking chew here, but yeah, like Cam Hayward, I feel bad for Jerry Hughes. Who's also down there in, in Houston, you know? Uh, he's a great rusher. He's had a great career. He's got five sacks right now. He's probably sitting there like, damn, I'm wasting all this production down here, and I'm old, man. So that sucks. Um, Okay, I just vented on everybody that I feel bad for. Now, here's who I feel good for. I feel good for Bradley Chubb. Number one, because I've always liked his game, and you know, I, I'm, I'm partial to power rushers. I just think it's it's cool. You know, like a power rusher... Yeah, strength is natural and everything, but you also have to have technique as a and I same thing with edge guys. I just can't relate to a guy that can bend the edge and fucking run on the side of their their foot like Robert Quinn. I can't. Bradley Chubb, just just the day he's having, man, like you wake up and you're riding to work, and then you go down to Miami and you're swimming to work or something, Reed. You know, you're a dolphin. You're not having to deal with the, the Broncos country stuff anymore. This is bad juju up there. I don't care if they won in London. It's like Denver's telling you, number one, I think they're telling you, hey, we're not in win-now mode. We've got plenty of time to recalibrate this new technology that's that's just not working out right now. We need to you know, reboot. We need a, a system up, update. But either way, it's not going to – that new system update's not dropping until the offseason. Like, right. we're, not, we're not that fucking good We right have now. the pieces – Let's hit reset yep. and see how much how much we can improve throughout the season, but we know we're okay. And Chubb's not expendable because he's there's like there's nobody like him up there. But look at this, dude. You got Baron Browning, who I've talked about a lot. I really like Baron Browning. Baron Browning hipster. He's the fifth fifth best pass rush win rate. Same thing with Benito got one of the best twenty win rates in the league at, at edge. And he's a rookie too. Yep. Fresh out of Oklahoma. Young guy, Browning, young guy, just started fucking playing defensive end in the National Football League. They had him playing mm-hmm. linebacker off the ball, like traditional linebacker last year. Yeah, he looks pretty good. What are we doing? This that guy's gonna be guy. the next fucking baby he's baby Von Miller. Yeah. So, you know, like you got those guys on the edge. You have Randy Gregory, you got Draymond jo- Jones, who I really like, that uh who's jumping off the tape this week. You got a lot of dudes, man. So it's an admission that they're not in it, but you know they also they've got some young talent to develop. And Chubb's twenty six, and maybe by the time they have it right, he'll be twenty eight or twenty nine. And like Chubb has been hurt, right? And Chubb's a physical guy. Mm-hmm. When the physical rushers run out of gas, like there's an adjustment period. Trust me. Like it's just fucking. You know, like maybe he's maybe it's better to invest in youth. 
Like, that guy's already got some mileage on him. Go down in the warm weather and fucking wind rushes down there and worry about three, four years from now. The Miami Dolphins can worry about that. Because I'm a big fan of Chubb. Right. If I'm the Dolphins, I make this trade. But I can also see in Denver why you think you have you have some youth. You have a great future across yeah. the board. Yeah. The Dolphins do get a great locker room guy. He was the captain in Denver. He's going to do great things in terms of leadership and, and showing that those uh, young rushers in Miami – uh, the right way to do it in the NFL, and you know, not only does it directly like it, it's it's teachable. Like these young rushers, and there's some good ones. Like Jalen Phillips, I like him. He can move around. Uh, you know, I I don't think he's a pure edge rusher, although he he's done well out there. I I think he what he does is he's really versatile. Like look at some of his rushes. Um, I man, he was whooping people inside on Thursday night. I was just watching him one night. It was I think it was the Bengals. And like it's fun. It's just fun to see him. It's it's fun to see him have the ability as well as Agba to move around a little bit in that defense. It's kind of multiple, and you know they 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 bring pressure a lot. But once that scheme stuff dries up, like it's just not working for them this year. Infuse a little talent into the room. Like they already have talent, but this guy's going to be the best player on that front. And when he walks in the first day. It's not just hey, I can like teach these young guys how to work or, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, he's twenty six; he's not thirty three or something. Like he's, you know, but he has good work habits. What he's going to do is he's going to elevate everybody's game because when a new guy walks in a room like that, an alpha, like a captain, which you said, Reed, that guy sets a tone competitively as much as anything. Like D Lyman, he's on my team, right? But I'm competing with him now, you know, because. I want to be the alpha. Like I, I, I want to be. I want to be the best player. Like when Robert Quinn came, it was pretty. It was pretty quick for me realizing I'm not going to be the best player here anymore in St. Louis. Like on this front, but I, I was really happy about it, and it also helped me raise my game because it motivated me to want to rush better and to you know try to hang in there with Rob. You can't, but like you know, that's what these guys are thinking when a new alpha walks in the room, and so it it, it helps elevate their games and on the field it helps free them up. You know, it's, you know, it's he's a force multiplier in the locker room and on the field. So and not just on the defense, it uh, impacts the offensive guys as well because they see the team making plays for impact players like this. They're like, oh, we have a shot. They might have a middling record right now, but they're like, all right, we're in. Like they're this, good, the, man. The front office knows that we are in win win now. They're, and we can make moves to win the Super Bowl this year. They're going for it all. And, like, you know, we were talking about this. And they should go for it all. They're in striking distance of being in the AFC championship game. Like, there are two teams in the AFC for me. I mean, like, I don't mean to be chalky, but those are the two best teams in the AFC. And then there are some other teams like the Ravens and the Dolphins and some other, you know, like... Um, Both those teams got better at the deadline. Yeah, the Titans... You know who didn't get better at the de- deadline, but that's that like second tier of AFC teams that one move can change everything, and this is a move that will help them. They haven't been as good defensively. Uh, they're, they're, you know, the pressures have not been getting home the same way. Their pressure rate's not great. This is a good move. I mean, it, it, it's everybody, it, and you know, on the other side of it, I didn't even mention Jacob Martin. You know, Jacob Martin's headed to Denver. He's a good young rusher. So you've got all this stuff. And I think both these teams win. And one thing that stands out, and Kevin Clark was talking about it, was the Laramie Tunsil yeah, thing, the butterfly crazy. effect of Laramie Tunsil shipping him to Houston, accruing picks for him, parlaying one of those picks into the three first-round picks 
um, that you got for for Trey Lance. Like so, 2021 Waddle. That's one of your your the the, the triplets here. Waddle and with the 21 one, 22 one you get Hill, 23 one you use on Chubb. So nice. that's all from the 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 tree of Laramie Tunsil. Not that kind of tree. The tree. I had to do a pot joke. Everybody does it to me. You'd think I was like insane. I didn't have a gas mask on. I love Larry Tunsil, bro. I love. You think Bradley Chubb's at all frustrated that he was on a bye week and now he's got a game Sunday? No, no. I think he's pretty excited. I think he's on Zillow right now. And if I, oh man, if I was a Miami Dolphin, first off, I'd have to live in a gated community because all these two anons would be coming to kill me. If I can, anyways, and but you, I, I would be excited, man. You know, like Miami's an awesome city to live in. You know, the team's good. You're in the thick of it all of a sudden. It's about to be cold as fucking Denver. It's not going to be cold down in Miami. He's going to be on the beach. He's going to be like, <laughs> where is the beach? Yeah. But you said it the other day. You don't want to play the Dolphins in the playoffs. They're, they're a scary team in the playoffs. They are scary. This, this, they just got that much scarier. And Jeff Wilson. We can't forget Jeff Wilson uh, because Christian McCaffrey makes him expendable. Uh, and this also, at the time of the trade, I thought you know Jeff Wilson heading to Miami from San Francisco uh, would make Hunt to Philly a possibility, but evidently they wanted a fourth for him. So another situation where like Kareem Hunt wants to be out of Cleveland, right? He's out there last night. I know his mind's on the game. But it's weird, bro. Like, you know, he's out there playing a full contact fucking sport, toting the rock, and his in his head, he has to, you know, what's the word? Um, compartmentalize. You know, the, the very violent situation he's in. Try not to get hurt. Save yourself for tomorrow. Somebody's coming to rescue me, and nobody's coming to rescue you. It's kind of a fucked up business. So, Kareem Hunt going nowhere. I don't mean to say it like that. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> It sounds terrible. Right. The worst trash talk I ever heard was we had this safety in, in St. Louis, white guy, Craig Dahl. He's my guy. Mm-hmm. But he, he lit somebody up on the sideline and stood over him. And he said, where are you going? You're going nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, did, did you get that in the screenplay for the program? Like, you, you can't say that out here. You just can't do it. So, um, yeah, it's Kareem Hunt, where are you going? <laughs> going nowhere. And it sucks. Talking um, about somebody who you thought was going to get traded, and they did chase Claypool from the Steelers to the Bears. That gives Justin Fields a weapon for the next next couple years uh, and a great move by the Bears front office who just moved Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Yeah, I, I love the Claypool thing. You know, I got a buddy in Chicago, Ian Yates Cunningham. I talked about him in the pod earlier, I think, uh, the one that came out yesterday. Um, but... I think they got a really sharp front office. I think we sat here for a little bit and wondered which two they were moving. Right? Was it theirs or was it was it the um, the, the the one that they uh, they got from the they Ravens. got from the Ravens? Yeah, for yeah, just yesterday. It appears to be their own. It oh, really? It is their own. That changes it a little bit. I mean, like I still love the trade. I mean, I really do like the trade. I'm gonna tell you why I like the trade. Okay, Justin Fields. What has he struggled to do? Throw the ball accurately, right? That's been the uh, even people who want to defend Justin Fields like me. Yeah, that's right. We know he hasn't been able to put he hasn't been able to Tom Cruise that fucking thing. And by Tom Cruise, I mean if you've seen the new Top Gun, everybody was like, "Oh, we need Tom Cruise. We can't get the missile exactly where we want it. Like how how's how does he do it?" And then he puts the missile right where Justin Fields isn't there yet. 
You know, Justin Fields is like Miles Teller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he can be Tom Cruise with Chase Claypool. Like Chase it. Claypool can make him Tom Cruise because Chase Claypool has a big catch radius, bro. Chase Claypool, like if you got a guy who's not that accurate right now, but you, you know, just fucking throw the ball up to this Claypool guy. He's all hopped up on Kodiak Wintergreen because we sent him a care package, right? I wonder what the cost of Kodiak in, in, in Illinois is because it's pretty variable. A lot higher than here, for sure. It's not that high here? Well, it's high, but Virginia, like in the south, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than up north, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I was Justin Fields, I'd be feeling great just because it's like, hey, they believe in me. They're yes. Not, they're not selling. They're yes. buying. Yes, absolutely. They, they believe in me, and also as your polls and your Eberflus and your, like, hey, what are we ultimately going to be evaluated on, right? right? I mean, I know I'm a defensive head coach, but let me not be the defensive head coach who doesn't invest in my offense. And, and this guy who we think is pretty good, okay? How much does the Patriots game and what you saw there and then what you saw last week because the offense got a little bit better factor in the fact that, hey, we're going to go get you a wide receiver right now, and I know you're not going to win right now. I know that's what you said by shipping Roquan Smith. I know. It doesn't, it, like for some people, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. Like, how could you admit that you're not there yet and get Justin Fields' help right now? You can't ruin a defense mentally. You can't. Right. You can ruin quarterbacks by not giving them options, giving them opportunities to advance the football in their career. You know what I mean? Like, and a partnership with a receiver is something that develops over time. So, like, getting them now, they could have two years of experience once they're good and ready to compete. Absolutely. And, and they might think they're a year off. Think about that. I mean, like, you don't want to wreck Fields from a standpoint of him not being protected, but you also don't want to wreck him thinking there's nobody I can throw the ball to. If, if you can't build habits where you're, you're experiencing some success, that's not a process that, that, that you can win with. Like, you got to set this kid up for some success. So, yeah, like, you are punting by, you know, on defense by saying, like, listen, like, Roquan Smith's awesome, all that stuff. He, he would have been a perfect bear um, for a long time. But it's not a premium position, and this isn't going to ultimately be the difference. The difference is going to be that quarterback, right? Can he or can he not? And I want to help him. So I, I like this move for them. And, uh, you know, it's also a weak free agency class this cycle. Right. So if you want to help Justin Fields, like, get on it right now. Look at some of the guys that are going to be the headliners. We need to make a T-shirt. 2023 NFL free agency wide receiver class, like a kind of a band lineup mm-hmm. and have on there. And I don't mean to throw shade at any of these guys, but just go look. It's just not like, you know, it's not, it's not that great. And by the way, on the Kodiak thing, mm-hmm. one of the prime things in, in, in my world that you could hike the price up on, and I wouldn't even know it. I don't even look. Cause like when I'm going to get a tin of dip, it's either once you're at the, at the counter, you're getting it. Yeah. They're not going to be like, Oh, $20. It's like being oh, at the airport. Much. It's like being at the airport. I'll take that. I want a banana. It's going to be nine ninety nine. Okay, Hudson News. Have at it. Don't spend it all in one place. Claypool. I like that move. One thing with Baltimore is they have drafted really well in the middle rounds, and they could get a conditional three, right? So they go look at who they've drafted in the middle rounds. They've crushed it, and um, they also are pretty good at timing up this um, conditional pick thing. Yeah, they kind of have it down to a science. They're really smart with that. Yeah, they're they, smart. They just activated Ojabo as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so he might be able to play. In they're going to get better. Second half of the season, they're going to get better. And they haven't, they, you know, we talked about this on yesterday's pod, but like um, Roquan Smith helps them exactly how they need to be helped defensively. And he's a perfect fit for their division, right? 
look at two nights ago. Look at the fucking Monday night game. Okay, we need backers. We need like guys that can run and hit. And um, yeah, and he can actually cover pretty well. And he, he's really good at everything. So uh, another move was the Hawkinson move. Early one. Early I mean, one. Kind of out of the blue. Wasn't someone you expected to be moved. Um, but the Vikings needed tight end help. You, you saw Irv Smith. This was actually after the trade, but Irv Smith uh, moved to IR eight to ten weeks. And you showed me those statistics. Like Kirk Cousins, first off, the outside zone, you know, the stuff that they run there, you know, their, their whole scheme is predicated on tight ends, a very central piece in that scheme. And for Kirk Cousins, it's always been central. I mean, like you, you showed me, uh, he's always had a guy, whether it was Rudolph or there was, you know, like uh, Vernon Davis or some of these guys he had in Washington. Um, early on, he had a, a few guys in, in Minneapolis I might be forgetting, but like he's always had a tight end. He's always had somebody to go to. Uh, 2018, it was plus .32 EPA per attempt to tight ends. 19, it was .37. 2020 was .37. 2021, plus .15. All in the pluses. 2022, minus .11. Yeah, so that's, a, that's something that they're being smart and keeping an eye on. And it's going to directly impact your chances of winning right now. In the yards per attempt to a, to tight ends in 2018, 19, 20, and 21, it was all up around seven, seven, yep. eight, eight and a half. Yep. This year, it's five and a half. Yep. And again, like the tight end is a big part of the play action that they do up there all the time. All they do is play action, and so yeah. that TJ is going to help get them out and get uh, get the ball from Kirk in space. Yeah, it's another reason to think twice at the second level. You know, it just puts people in conflict. And so, um, you know, for, for the Lions, like, I don't want to get into – yeah, it might look like they, they didn't send him away for much, and maybe I don't fully understand this thing. But I also know Brad Holmes isn't dumb, you know. Uh, there's probably something we don't know about this situation. I'm not saying it's like an absolute robbery, like an armed robbery, but he's a good player, and it didn't take that much to get him. Another thing is – you you had him under control for two more years, fifth year option. Then you could tag him. Maybe they somebody else needs the tag in two years or yeah. something. It, it might just be the timeline of extensions as it, well that they're thinking of in the future. It also might mean that the you know and the, the way I think they go in the next draft is obviously quarterback. If I'm Brad Holmes and he doesn't need my help, but like I'm just a fucking podcaster, but I would do this. I would keep Jared Goff another year. I would keep him another year. I would draft a quarterback. Yep. That's the way I would draft a quarterback. Like I, I want a veteran in the room, uh, you know, kind of use him as a bridge. Don't get this kid killed the first year. You're a little ways off defensively. Maybe this kid comes along, but like you, you got a high pick. Draft a quarterback. Second, you're gonna have the Rams pick right in the middle of the first, right? So that's a prime position with some of these picks that you've accrued, maybe to move up and grab somebody else you're in love with. Maybe they're in love with Michael Mayer. Maybe Stanford Steve, maybe Dan Campbell, Mr. Tight End, has a boner for Michael Mayer. Like, and he's just waiting for this motherfucker, and he's like, I will do anything possible <laughs> to get that guy. And, you know, like, maybe he'll send some capital to somebody else so that he can pluck somebody like that. But it's more, it's more likely that it's a corner or safety or somebody that help on defense, right? They just fired their, their defensive backs coach the other day. It's like... Aubrey Pleasant, right? Aubrey Pleasant, yep. And, you know, so I, if I were the, the Lions, and I'm sure some Lions fans are listening and like, no, you're an idiot, and you might be right. You might know your team's cap situation and 
the whole thing better than me. I didn't have a lot of time to really think this through. I kind of like doing it that way. I like quarterback and then somebody you're in love with next year, which is probably not a hot take. Uh, but Michael Mayer is there. You know, he'd be cheaper than TJ Hawkinson and maybe better. Maybe maybe Dan Campbell is so convinced. Maybe Dan Campbell and Stanford Steve are like the same person. Could be. Or Dan Campbell is just like, fuck it, I'm going to play tight end. Maybe Dan yeah, Campbell yeah. activated. That's a good call, next, Reed. Next week. That's a good call. That's a good call. Like, I would just get picks for this guy, and I can do, I can do it. I uh-huh. still got it. That's really I just, good. Just add more, one more Red Bull. To my daily intake. I was also thinking, yeah, I was also thinking maybe he listens to Green Light Pod and he's like just Stanford Steve just beating this into his head. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think there's a case to be made that both teams are going to be fine here. <laughs> as fine as a team picking one could be. Another one we should mention is William Jackson, right? And this is the classic man's own thing. Ron Rivera admitted it. Like he thought he was more of a zone guy. And he get, the, the personnel department got that wrong, I believe, which is a crazy admission to just kind of feels like last day of school kind of admission. Like, fuck. For sure. Like, I'm just going to say it. You know, and that's that's cool, though. It's also maybe there's nothing going on in Washington. I think it was just about saving money. So, like, they save $3.1 by releasing him versus what the dead cap hit would have been next year. And the reason that they were wrong about the guy and the reason they're making this decision is not a scheme fit, and he fits better up in Pittsburgh, I think. Um, and we just saw that happen on a bigger scale with uh, J.C. Jackson, right. right? He was a better man guy. So, anyways, yeah, it, crazy day. Ridley to the Jags, I love it. I love it for the Jags. Love, love, love it. Nice little callback to the uh, to Ridley's bet from last year, which have ultimately got him suspended because this yeah. was the game he bet on. I guess he is on the Jags for once. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Me and Ridley got one thing in, that is not in common: is I'm not going to be on the Jags the rest of the year. DNB. You know what? <laughs> Maybe they're on the DNB list for him too. Uh, yeah, Ridley, it's time to come home, dude. Come be a player again. I know it's a joke, but it does piss me off that he has to miss a season. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Ridiculous. It's a parlay, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I don't even include money. my parlays, and I throw a bunch of <laughs> I mean, whatever. Okay. So, uh, he, was bet- he was Pete Rosen, wasn't he? Yeah. He was Pete Rosen from the couch. Didn't even know. Supporting his team. Supporting his local oh. team. Yeah. So... Was there anything from uh, Hines getting sent to Buffalo that you liked? Uh, Zach Moss coming Zach, from Buffalo yeah. to Indianapolis. So what I think is interesting about this thing is Zach Moss uh, going to Indy plus a pick, I think, for Naheem Hines, who's a pretty good player. And uh, Indy's, yeah, we got no use for him. We, we're going to lose. And, um, you know, if you think back to the offseason, McKissick, they really wanted to make that happen right off the bat. They couldn't, right? Fell through. There was like a snag. He went to Washington instead. Yeah, and that told that, him he was in, and then that would have been great. That would have been it. Would have been could have McKissick and McKinnon. Yep, that would have been cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know. They got a lot of fucking running backs now. <laughs> They've also the only team that's rushed for a hundred yards in every game this year. I think. Did I read that stat today, yeah. or was that Josh Allen's part of it, and having a lead's part of it? But now they might actually feel like they have more of a rushing re- attack, and this guy can catch the ball to the backfield. So. He's, and he's got three more, well, two and a half more years on his deal, only $12.5 million, $12.27 million. 
It's tough being a running back in the NFL, man. They're, you know, like, you got to be really good. There's this sweet spot, right? Because people aren't going to give up the world for a back unless you're like Christian McCaffrey and you can win the triple crown the first weekend. You, you know, and he didn't get a first round pick. Yeah, but it's it. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're not going to get. They're not going to back the Brinks truck up, so to speak, to 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 rescue you. And you could be Cam Akers and sitting there. It's just like people don't want running backs that bad. Like, no, nah, I think we're good. Running backs are like socks for Christmas. As a teen, a couple of these guys are going to, you know, they got the call that they're being traded and they're now on. Their records have changed so much. TJ went from one and six to six and one. That's interesting. Hines is now, you know, from an AFC bottom dweller to yeah. the AFC front runner. And uh, Bradley Chubb went from preseason Super Bowl contender to current playoff um, sleeper. Has anybody ever been like traded to a really shitty team like a like, like right, just, be right on the deadline? Yeah, just like brutal. Br- that'd be brutal. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it happens every year, right? Uh, but that's that's uh, it's funny. A lot of action day, guys. A lot of action day, and you know more action um, coming at you right now with Kyle Long. So Kyle Long and myself are going to dive into a mailbag that could go a while. So um, enjoy that and. You know, hopefully uh, hopefully it's over and I didn't miss anything. It's over. Nothing else can break. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25 get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there. And the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays. I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, 
heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Let's do the the mailbag. I hear we got a big fat mailbag. Big fat mailbag. Yeah. Uh, you sent it out. The people sent it in. Mm. So we're going to kick it off. Damn, Reed. I like the way you did that, bro. Thank you. If the Greenlight crew were NASCAR drivers, who would they be and why? That's from Travo Berg. Kyle, let's kick it off to you because you are the uh, NASCAR residential person who knows what they're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna start with Matt. He's Kurt Busch. You guys both are Hell a little. Yeah. You guys are a little low key wild, both of you guys. Okay. I, I think Kurt Busch dealt with a Russian spy as an ex-wife, and uh, you know, I don't know what happened to that lady. Kurt Busch had a Russian it. spy for a wife. We'll save it. We'll talk. That about sounds that fucking later. hot. Okay. Honestly, I mean, that's kind of hot. I'm gonna say, Megan, what if Meg was a Russian spy and you didn't know it? I'd have to disappear her. Okay. Good Macon, luck. Brad Kozlowski, they're dead ringers for one another. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go Kevin Harvick for you just based on personality. He's the salty old vet. I hate every time my driver's out front, it's always Kevin Harvick that overtakes him at the end of the <laughs> It's race. always Kevin Harvick. Oh, it's, it's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> this sounds been, like, hey, you know how sometimes you tell forever. me I'm projecting? Yeah. This could be you projecting. It is, but it's intentional. <laughs> Reed, Chase Elliott. Uh, he's He's cool, right? I think, uh, and I wrote down a few things. Versatile, handsome, cool Thank under you. any circumstance, and yeah. a vintage appreciator. I know you and I were talking about old school music the other That's day before right. the show. Chase Elliott has an appreciation for the old school as well. A great Hooters and a gr- spokesman. Yeah, Hooters spokesman. Is he really? Yes, and a road course dominator. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go, Scott looks just like Ricky Stenhouse Jr., um, oh, so you think Scott's wrecking people? Pull it up. Pull up Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s I, face as I'm pulling so up. Ricky's, Ricky Stenhouse looks like Shia LaBeouf and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and and Scott. No, he doesn't look. Hey, you prefer the? He other has one. different facial hairs at all. You know, there's a lot of different. Look stuff at Stenhouse at his at his wedding. Bo, I've got you as Noah Gragson, and that this is a big compliment. He's Bass Pro Shops, Black Rifle Coffee. Cool guy, fun guy. He's got great flow. Look at that flow. Jesus. That's Bo. If he had husky eyes, you'd say that's Bo Allen. Yeah, no, no. That's a fucking, that's an elite uh, head of lettuce. And I was going to say about Ricky Stenhouse, who is my side driver, uh, I, I selected him based on talking to people at the in the crowd at when we went to uh, yeah, Richmond. Uh, they say he just crashes into people randomly, which is really entertaining. Makes it fun. I didn't peg him for a poodle guy. He has a poodle. Yeah, look back at the... Google image search well, you know, of Ricky Stenhouse. All these drivers come with wives, and with wives come <laughs> hobbies, and sometimes those hobbies are poodles. I just didn't pick him as a you know what I'm saying, Matt? As a poodle guy. Absolutely. Okay, so Bo, Noah Gregson, Ralph, I'm going to go Bubba Wallace, not only because he's black, but because of the fact that Bubba Wallace is so fashion forward. He is at the top of the pop, pop culture charts, and whenever I get something sent to me from Ralph that's not show-oriented, it's yeah. always like, Shout out to Ralph. hey, check out this golf company. Like, yeah. you, I think you would like them. They're like yeah. low key. Yeah. It's stuff that my cool friends send me, and, yeah. and that's what Ralph is. He's a cool guy. Bubba's yeah. a cool guy. And uh, yeah, for me, I don't really have one. Probably Kyle Bush because I say some shit that I might regret, but I'm gonna stick to it. 
You know what I'm saying? Kyle Busch. I feel like you always pick the person you like the most. And, and isn't talent. that your favorite driver? And Kyle Busch is a freak. You can't teach talent. I like that you said it out loud. Yeah. I'm a fucking freak. Yeah, Kyle like Busch is a freak. Kyle made me and, you, me and you brothers rather than you two. So that was a great question. Oh, yeah, yeah you guys are brothers. We're brothers, yeah. <laughs> well, because he was trying to fuck you last show. <laughs> now shit is definitely sideways. <laughs> I'm here are, for it. You guys are just passing each other back I like compliments. This. I love okay. it. Roback Activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game, from college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me. People can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a Roback hoodie is when, when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know, we get it, we're Roback guys. Second, Roback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. Trust us when we say the only polos we wear are Roback polos. Third, Roback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block or a day in the office. They are the definition of versatile. Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Brian McGee is the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. Go check them out at Roback.com. If you live in the Charlottesville area and you listen to Greenlight, I appreciate you. Uh, I will I will appreciate you even more if you roll up to our hometown tailgate for the Chris Long Foundation. This is November 5th. Uh, we like doing black tie events. We like doing fancy stuff and raising a bunch of money. But you can raise money uh, in a t-shirt or a button-down, a pair of jeans. That's why I like tailgate events. That's why we're throwing this tailgate. We just, do, we just did one in Philly. It was awesome. The guys went up there. Uh, we did our Legends tailgate up there, raised a bunch of money. People came out and supported the foundation. I know Charlottesville will get behind the foundation. 9.30, November 5th. Tickets are $100. They include a game ticket. You can expect good Mexican food. That's Guadalajara. If you're local, you know what that is. Um, you can expect a ticket to the UVA-UNC game, the oldest rivalry in the South. Um, you can expect some UVA alums walking around that thing. So you might see some football players you recognize. Uh, I'll be there. My family will be there. I'm excited um, for this tailgate because I love black tie events and that sort of thing, but you know I don't like dressing up. These tailgates are awesome. We did one in Philly. It was great. It's going to be even better in Charlottesville. I know it. So check out uh, Chris Long Foundation website, Waterboys uh, website to learn more information. Also Eventbrite and Facebook. It's $100 for a ticket, and that goes towards a spot at the tailgate and a game ticket. Uh, and it is in the, the lot next to the ROTC building. So 9.30 a.m., November 5th, all proceeds benefiting our educational equity work, our clean water work. Um, and if you do have a ticket and you want to show up anyways, ticket's 75 bucks. And uh, 9.30, November 5th, you see some great people for a great cause. What was on Kyle's pregame playlist as a player? This was from Stanford Steve, 82. Stanford Steve. 
Thank you for bringing my mind back to the locker room sitting next to Bobby Massey and full pads. Before every game, I'd be sitting there getting my tape and everything on, and Bobby Massey would come over with an iPhone speaker, not even like headphones or anything. The only guy in the locker room Code listening, break. listening to a speaker. Code break. And it's Ted Nugent stranglehold. <laughs> yes. And who's going to call us on it? I mean, the other side of the locker room is the D-line, far regions of the locker room. Right. So we got the quiet corner. We're yeah. listening to Ted Nugent stranglehold. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, oh, that was a fucking. And they're like, two to the two. Or they're like, you know, O-line, D-line, linebackers, Listen. five minutes. Every football player knows that. Yes, countdown. I know. And it brings you back. But if you have a buddy that you listen to some, I tell people in the pod a lot. I don't know if you're me and Fletch and uh, Death Row, the Stapleton song. I and have to listen to oh, it. Oh, you don't know Death Row? I have to listen to it. Bro, Death Row will get you. It's it's slow, but it'll get you going. And uh, another one was, and back in St. Louis, I used to listen to uh, Roy Jones. I swear to God, I used to listen to Roy Jones, the, the boxer, rapping. And you know Roy Jones' I'm music? I'm familiar. I'm not familiar with his music. It's fucking crunk, Kyle. Well, Pastor Troy, a little Roy Jones. Pastor Troy. Thomas Davis and I the talked PT about Cruiser. pregame songs. He yeah. said, Pastor Troy. What's the one song by Pastor Troy that uh, everybody listens versa. to? Vice versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. Who, what, when, where. There's a bunch of fucking bangers he's got. I wonder bro. how guys play for 16 years. It's because of Pastor Troy. You should have, yeah. Pastor Troy is a performance enhancer, <laughs> yeah. dude. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. It should be on the band substance list. Good question. Kloss Gold wants to know your rating for Kyle Brandt's Howie Long costume. One to 10 scale. On 11. A dad. He looked like. Dad, dad. is my rating. Yeah. Like. I was disturbed, bro. I woke up. It was like 6 a.m. I woke up to come do the Monday show. And I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, Jesus, this is like, am I in a bad dream? Would, we, would so you good. Would you be afraid of Dad if if he was, like, you know, he's a scary guy, but it's obviously his size, because I'm not afraid of Kyle Brandt. He looked just like Dad. Imagine if our dads were, like, six foot. I'm I, how, how tall Kyle is Kyle Brandt? Brandt? We just should... take identities. He can just, well, yeah, it's like. He's got that face where he can just like steal. He can morph into whoever. Men's identity. Yeah, but you know what, though? He does look a lot like Howie Long. He does. He looks a lot like Dad. Shout out to his hair guy. Whoever did his hair crushed it. Have we told the story uh, about when Kyle Brandt came to the, the bottom of the stairs the day you were supposed to have that workout with the Yankees? The Yankees? The, the New York Yankees. Yeah. Do, 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 have we ever told that story on here? I don't know. Well, I, I can read. Do you remember this story where, where it just, you know, we do, it's a dynamite segue into this story from Kyle Brandt because he looks like dad. But I'm just imagining Kyle Brandt delivering you bad news. I'll be like, like leave, Kyle leave Brandt, alone. Kyle Brandt, dad, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Brandt sending you to your room. Like you, he's looking up at you. Do you remember this story about Kyle when he missed his uh, workout <laughs> with the Yankees? Yeah. And bad, and bad morning. Came down the stairs. <laughs> hey, Kyle, I, I ran to the top of the stairs when I woke up naturally, like to sunlight or whatever, and, and I ran to the top of the stairs, and my dad was standing there looking up at me, and he goes, you missed your Yankees workout. And that was it. No, no, there was a whole thing. Uh, supposedly, Howie, as an eyewitness, said he was up the stairs, <laughs> and he was watching as he was always. He was just watching you get disciplined, uh, and <laughs> he's probably cheering Dad on. Yeah. But like, uh, you go no, and Dad goes yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then and then that. you and then you go no, and Dad just goes 
yes. <laughs> and it was like back and forth for 35 seconds. And then you just went you back in your room. The rest of your life. The <laughs> you just went just back called. into you missed your workout. But holy shit, Kyle. <laughs> Raw Room said, I didn't realize there was two Kyles. What did he say? What did he say? I was holy shit and missing the fucking Yankees workout, bro. What were you thinking? I don't know, man. <laughs> I fucking... Uh, sometimes I think about the shit that happened to me that I did when I was 17 and yeah. 18, and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> me too, man? buddy, okay? Yeah. But just nobody... nobody Eric Yankees. McGrain used to say, every dumb thing you do from today on... I remember it was like the first scholarship I got. Whatever. Shout out to Wookie. He was like, every dumb thing that you do when you're not with me... You're writing somebody a check. He's like, I want you to know that. By not getting the check? Yeah, by pissing away an opportunity. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. somehow yeah. you're leaking somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I and that haunts me. That quote haunts me because yeah. I know how many potential checks I lost out on as a youngster. That's really funny though. Cause you yeah, 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 yeah. You fucked around, but then you found out. I found out. My Here's day. one for both of you. Uh Zach C nineteen eighty eight asks Chris. Fuck Mary Kill Brady, Nick Foles, and Bradford. Oof. Kyle, fuck Mary Kill Jay Cutler, Mitch Trubisky, and Pat Mahomes. I know the pain Patrick option Mahomes. in yours. So he, no, and Kyle, that's where I'm going. <laughs> okay, so like, definitely gonna kill Nick Foles. No offense to the guy; he's like a perfect human being. He's too for, too perfect. So I gotta kill him. He can't. That ain't happening. Not that that's happening in general, but like I just that things. So, Tom Brady probably gonna. F Tom Brady. You know, he's got a sweet house now. He's a bachelor. He might um, have to be medically enhanced though in that situation. No. What are you talking he's, about? He's 45. No, you mean oh, you mean he no. Well that that's great. I'm fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm fucking Tom Brady. All right. And then uh and then I gotta I gotta I gotta marry Sam Bradford because Sam not only He's rich. Me and Sam have a lot of the same interests. Like Sam to me, you know, as you get older in life. They're your buddies, and then they're they're like your vacation buddies. Like me and Sam can go on vacation, which brings me to my we, last point. We can be, we can, we can for four <laughs> days. Me and Sam can go somewhere, no problem. Yeah, we're so similar and so different at the same time. That's what works. Also, sh Sam doesn't like to fucking talk much. Like Sam, you know, we'll just sit there quiet for a while, mm -hmm. and that's great, right? He's like a hunter okay. and a golfer, neither of which. Like we're big. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, honey, go play golf all day. Yeah, no problem. See, Come back. It and works. We'll, look, we'll look at the board for Sunday. So I got to fuck Mary Campbell too. So you got Jay Cutler, Mitch Trubisky, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Kyle initially was like, "I'm not doing this." Okay, well, this was Jay Cutler, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Jay because it's not gonna work. Oh, good. So I didn't know you could divorce. <laughs> That's a really good answer. I gotta, I gotta kill. I gotta, I gotta kill uh, one of the two quarterbacks, Mitch or Patrick. Man, here's where I would have gone, Kyle. You just, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> this is a tough spot. Elope with Jay Cutler. I, and okay, then, I'm just gonna think fiscally here, and I know that that Patrick's family is gonna be set. So I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep Mitch alive, and we're gonna go play golf, and we might have sex. And who? That's the end of my sex. You and Mitch? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean though? Patrick's he'd take care of you, man. He's he's set. I kill him, everybody's set. Oh, okay, got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're We're doing you're doing here. his family a favor. We're all good here. Weren't you Mr. Manifest a second ago? Yeah. Well, we had to play this. Yeah, okay, go. 
Which coaching position, if offered, would you accept without hesitation? That's from Mitch McKinley. Which coaching position? And here I here I was saying in the NFL or the NCAA. Count both, college, uh, NFL. Oh, Justin Herbert. You'd want. It's not the Chargers. Chargers. It's Justin Herbert. I would love to coach the Justin Herberts. Yeah, that's who it is. Because, like, look at them. It's a miracle that they're they're competitive, some of the decisions they make. Like, I don't like jumping on bandwagons, but uh, it doesn't feel like they're getting the most out of Justin Herbert. I feel like if I can, if I can fucking get a sweet pad in, I don't know, like, pick my beach town, Kyle. Manhattan Beach, probably. You, you'd be a Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach guy. Come into work, like, 9 a.m., with a coffee because caffeine's not going to affect me. I'm probably going to have some great doctor out there that's going to, you know, fix my and the salt in the my air. brain chemistry. Help you. Right? Salt in the air. Come in. Hey, Justin, no, no need to check it down. I just whisper like that to him every morning. Tremendous yields. He would be a lot of fun to coach. He's a stud. I mean, Josh Allen would be fun to coach as well. Yeah, but it's cold. Yeah, it's cold, but they got heaters at the stadium. I'm just they got saying. those red lights. What about driving so to work, much. Kyle? I'm going to be sitting in traffic. If I had the opportunity to coach at the pro level, I would obviously want to be – I would love to start out in some assistant role on the offense with the Chicago Bears. I'd love to – Oh, you're being serious. I'd love to coach the offensive line for the Bears. Um, a great – coaching staff on the o-line requires a really smart assistant o-line coach and i wouldn't be a coach that knows all the x's and o's yeah but i understand the technique of the game and i know how the game's played you need a guy to be able to teach schemes and draw the blitzes up and all is that there stuff. a trade happening that i don't know about did the bears just send over a fucking conditional no no, no offense you're no, a podcast but I wore my bears player, hat, like, not but, knowing this question was going to happen conditional six thinking, for like I, coach in, I coach in high school. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. But yeah. I want it to be fun and more, more than fun. Like, I want to immerse myself in the game. Like, I love football like that. This feels like tampering. It also feels like, um, you know, the high school players need you. And here you are saying, like, that's great and all, but, you know, like, I kind of want to coach some good players. I think it would be fun to fully immerse yourself in football. How? Do not go anywhere, please. Yeah, I'm not going to Chicago. Okay, they, they have a good O line coach. Yeah, they don't pay well. You know, NFL head, or uh, position coaching jobs compared to some of these college jobs. Last time I checked, they offered Olin Crute sixteen dollars an hour to come in and coach. Is that what they did? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, well, you're probably safe because yeah, more than sixteen here, but yeah. yeah. From that mutt digit, hardest injury to play through and easiest to play through. First thing that comes to mind is ankle, right? Like ankle is really hard to play through for I, me, at least as an O lineman. Yeah. When when you're in flexion, like as an O lineman, when you're sitting on a bull rush, your knees are bent and your butt's down and your ankles are flexed, like you know, flexed this way. And when you have an ankle sprain, that's like the most painful spot to be in. Yeah. Um, running sucks. Changing direction sucks. And the easy thing for me, or easier relative to lower body injuries, is the shoulder stuff. Fingers are also extremely hard to play with. Yeah, fingers are the worst because you they, it, it feel, you feel like such a like as you're screaming about fuck I jam my finger or something like that that sounds so minor you're thinking how the fuck do I sound right now you know what I mean John Fox used to make fun of me every time he went to the podium and gave the injury report he used to make fun I broke three fingers on my right hand yeah and he roasted me <laughs> about it every day in the media 
you should have John Fox come down to your locker, smash his hand with a hammer, see how he feels. <laughs> Foxy would do it. He's a sick fuck. Yeah, well, I guess he's never had a broken finger. I um, He showed up with broken ribs one day to practice. I had a fucking, did he? Well, the coach. He fell on a dock. whoop the fucking do, yeah. He fell on a dock on the Bible. Yeah, was, hey, guys, be smart this weekend. How about you follow your own fucking advice, John? Yeah. No offense. Hey, no, I like John Fox. We're both pro John Fox. He's great. LPJ Walsh, Phillies and Birds playing the same night. How do you handle that viewing for the common man? Oh, I'll tell you how you handle that viewing for the common man. You skip the Eagles game. They're playing the Texans. The Texans got beat by Malik Willis this weekend. I, I um I think it's fair to say the Eagles are going to have a lot of football games the rest of the year. You watch the Phillies. No questions asked. Now, if you have a laptop and you have some sort of fucking Amazon account and you can follow all the prompts and the passwords and the fingerprint IDs. That's and hard. The, I mean, fuck me running. And I love Amazon and give everything. Give me a chip already. Give me the Neuralink already. No, don't so give me the chip. Have all my stuff. Just give me cable. Like the old days. Just give me cable TV with all the football. Is there a package for the American man, <laughs> the aging American man, that, that includes all the football and channels 1 through 67? And a microwave. Like a hotel. Like give me a hotel cable package with all the football. Yeah. I'll buy that package. I think it's way less complicated than the, the, the thing that we have currently. Give me a previous channel button. I'll flip back and forth from the Phillies. Perfect. I, I just say stay home. I know the common man was the key words there, but like if you were planning on going to either game, don't. Just hang out and watch at, at, the, at your couch. Those stadiums are publicly funded anyways. We can't reinforce that behavior. On a civic level, the common man should boycott sports. I agree, Chris. Yep. What goes on the big screen at the bar, though, in Philly? The Phillies. Oh, the Phillies. The Phillies, man. Everybody's got a phone. Somebody's going to be watching over you know, somebody's shoulder at yeah. every street corner. And if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of stoppage in baseball. There's time to, to, to pop back and see how many times A.J. Brown has scored a touchdown. Anytime touchdown scorer, I think so. Especially this Thursday. Matt Molinar six asks favorite and least favorite football related smells. I like this one. I curated really it just for good. you. Worst, least favorite, the bathroom before a game. Like number one, the number one. Just you know, you're just trying to take or a the leak. bathroom every day. Well, yeah, right before practice. I don't know what it is about NFL players. Six stalls, but ninety they, guys, bro. There's nothing cool about shitting like a bunch of cattle. <laughs> Terrible. Like, like, at all. Can we stagger the times that we're dropping deuces here? We got can, guys we, can, we, can, we, can we have a circadian rhythm meeting? We have guys sneaking into women's bathrooms to take shit. Dude, there's a bathroom in every facility that's like a secret bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's like a secret menu. Not like that fucking in and out bullshit or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's a secret animal style. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it, different. Oh, so it's, lit. It's not it's as so good as people lit. say. No, it's I do not. Like Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got to go to the back. You got to ask the seventeen-year-old behind the cash register where the secret menu is. Um, <laughs> okay, but there's a secret shitter in every yeah. every NFL. Um, a clean one. It's like the 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 vial, the harp plays. I don't want to dox, but I, if there's any of you listening on the Philadelphia Eagles, 
there's a shitter through the back door in the training room. Uh-huh. <laughs> it uh, it's it's technically not part of the uh, the the football facility, but uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's the back wall, the back wall next to the Cairo uh, table there, next to all the stuff where you do core work. You will find it. If any of you are listening, thank me later. Through the door to the right. Peaceful shit to wait. <laughs> so worst smells and best smells. Oh, worst smells and best smells. For me, I think tape, a fresh roll of tape before a yeah, game. Yeah. Um, the smell the smell of a locker room filled with freshly cleaned everything. How the grass. I'm getting there. Yeah, okay. And then walking out onto the field yeah. and getting all that stuff nasty because of the grass, which smells delicious. Mm-hmm. And then your fingers are number two worst. After a game, your fingers with gloves. Oh, it, that shit sticks. And, oh, and no, how I, about some guy's cast? Casts are bad. You got to get them cut off. Who died and rolled around in dick cheese, man? <laughs> casts are bad. Casts are terrible. All right, so uh, good, good smells. Oh. Walking into the cafeteria after practice, and they got something just slapping back. Some, there. Yeah, some fucking potato, some potato <laughs> derivative stuff. Broccoli. Just like some starches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach. And then the pizza. Yeah, you run in, you're like, coach is like, how was it out there? I got some CT. Uh, well, I got some potato derivatives in there. I got some starches. Get your starches. Get hydrated. You got meetings in 17 minutes. Yeah. 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Get all your tape off. Try to shower. Try to get a cold tub. Try to eat some food. Try to steal as many of these. Uh, try to watch film on your own. lights as you can before you leave. Yep. You got you got meetings in 17 minutes. D-line coach is going to watch the same cut up that you've been watching since camp so he can look busy. Man. Yeah. Kyle, it's a different world in D-line room. I You're guess. over there. We call it wood shop. We say, what the fuck are they even doing over there? All they do is (laughs) put their hand in the dirt and rush the quarterback. And God damn it, you should be thankful. And get home. The only thing that they need to know is this is my gap and that's your gap. He was like, that's because it's a harder job. The world we lived in as O-linemen are so much different. That's because it's a harder job, Kyle. What what is? Being a, a defensive lineman. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay us so fucking much money. And they wouldn't give it to us for knowing so little. It's a fucking hard they pay job to execute. You guys so much money because, because it's you hard go to after the no. It's it's all numbers based. Mm. They pay you guys so much money because you go after the most expensive guy. They pay us just under what you guys make because we protect the expensive guy. No, no, no. Don't we? The I know you play tackle edges, some, but the guys on the edges, yeah. protectors and receivers, yeah. you know, receivers and defenders. Are paid accordingly. You've been as playing well. too much chess. This is what it is, Chris. It's a break. It's a. That's how it's broken down. Priority level. There are less great pass rushers. Pass than there rushers are. are closest to the most expensive players on the field, and who stands between them and the quarterback? The O line. Kyle, how many teams are like? Um, are like? Uh, how many Joe Burrow teams are there? Or Cincinnati Bengals teams are there going to the Super Bowl? You got to have a good D line. You can't get by with that. You can't scheme up a, a bad D-line. Like, if you can't get home, you can't get home. The Patriots right. do it. The Patriots do it because they don't have pass rushers. But, well, they do now. But, like, there are years that they've kind of, they've fudged it. Whether they, you know, the year I was there, we didn't have any dominant edge rushers. They schemed up pressure, which is kind of why I hated it there. was because it was like, let us win, you know? Um, I didn't hate it there. I loved it but from yeah. a schematic standpoint. You know, like, most times... You gotta have those guys up front. I'm not saying it's not hard to play O line. I'm just saying there's less of us running around this. If motherfucker. you have a dominant O line 
So we over in Woodshop and we're out. twiddling our thumbs, but when it's time to go. Let's say it's the su- hypothetical Super Bowl and the, the AFC representative has a really dominant O-line. Yes. The NFC representative has a dominant D-line. Who mm-hmm. do you pick to win the game if the quarterbacks are equal and the receivers are equal? The D-line, bro. Well, that's why Patrick, I would pick that's the why Patrick Mahomes lost to the fucking Bucks. I would pick the L. It had nothing to do with their team. I think it was just such a, a polarity of skill. The skill gap. Was well, I know so that far. wasn't a situation. The, the 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 rare scenario that you're talking about, it rarely happens. But Tom Brady got beat by D linemen. I mean, Tom Brady got beat by the Giants twice, and that O line in in New York was pretty good. I think. I mean, they were pretty good. But it's just when you got them dogs, we over there, you know. I guess it's just what whatever we believe is right. That's that's exactly right. This Kyrie Irving. That's why shit. we're here. That's why we're on this podcast because we're going to say some different shit and we're going to agree to disagree. I wonder. That's an interesting. That's an interesting debate, though. I don't know what the debate is. I brought it up to Bill Cower on air, and he said, "Oh, I want a dominant O line seven days a week." He was like, "I want." He goes, "But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is is." is I said, "Would you rather have a dominant O line?" It's or a harder D-line? job to do, and I know oh, some yeah. guys will say. It's, you know, like, because the, the root of this question was... We're bullfighters as O-line, because you guys are the bulls. You guys are the and guys... And we got to work against the clock. You guys so are the guys. reason yeah. that people go to the games. Yeah. If they're not there to see points, they're they're there to watch Von Miller's and Chris Long's and Robert Quinn's well, get Well, don't home. put me in there, but Jeff Schwartz, but Jeff Schwartz would be rolling over in his fucking... I don't know. He's not in a grave, but people are not there to watch us. <laughs> His podcast studio. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. I love Jeff. He's probably so mad listening. And, and to you, him. you and your brother were tremendous bullfighters. Yes. And and, and I get it. I mean, we're all linemen. We take tremendous. I'm just pride saying that, that. It, there's a reason. Simplicity is the thing over there. Like we don't have like if if the D line is good, like our fucking D line in St. Louis, it took five minutes to install what we were doing. It was all about then honing our rush plan. Yeah. But also what I'm saying is there's a lot of bad D-line coaches that don't take time and we just do the same bullshit over and over to because yeah. it's easy to fudge being a D-line coach. It is not easy to fudge being a fucking O-line coach. An O-line coach has to really answer for scheme every day of the we're week. We're an integral part of the offense's success. Yeah, and D-line coaches, you can get by. I could coach D-line in the NFL, no, no disrespect to D-line coaches, from a schematic standpoint. And that's and I'm not a football genius. You know what I mean? See, I'm not. I couldn't coach O line from a schematic standpoint because they're we fucking geniuses. We couldn't dude. be any more opposite, you and I. Yeah, I know it's true. So I want to get your take on this. Philly fans broke a window on the Astros bus, Ugh. and Justin Verlander th- threw them the bird. I love that. I mean, you wouldn't want Justin Verlander to throw actually a baseball at you so yes, I'm happy you got off kind of easy the there full option there and i like justin verlander oh my you god justin verlander yeah i met justin verlander in uh in the bahamas i was i was getting ready to lift weights and there's a guy just rifling a baseball uh outside the you know i was like who's this fucking guy outside the what That's so like, okay so so anyways <laughs> there's just a guy so, rifling a base so here i go yeah exactly i'm on ba- vacation i'm in the bahamas i'm at this place called the albany you see me wear a, a backwards hat a lot it says the albany i'm not like this is a hey i go one time it's yeah. not like i go to the albany every couple weeks that fucking place is expensive here we go justin bieber was there he was did I tell you about Justin Bieber no i want to hear about it yeah they were like bieber. staying him and uh haley haley who, who, you know, I know nothing about really, but they were staying here and people were like, Justin Bieber's here. Oh my God. Oh my God. But you can't take pictures there. And not that I would, but anyways, heard he was there, go to the gym. I'm getting swole and I'm, and I need the, the, 
the you know the, the dumbbells and I look over and Justin Bieber's working out. He was working out next to me for like ten minutes. I didn't you know like I know what he looks like. Was but he moving some weight around. He had a good workout routine. Good for him. And I was like, hey bro, like you know can I use that machine? And I was like, I'm definitely not trying to talk to him. But yeah. you know he probably thinks people are constantly. And he was like. Yeah, man, no problem. Have a, you know, like have a, he's just like the fucking man. And I watched him walk around the fucking room and he was so positive and happy in every interaction. Like then Justin Timberlake walks in and I'm like, that's just the Justins here. Then I walk outside, bro. And I never put this together till now. Three Justins, because Justin Verlander. Oh my God. uh, Bro, Justin Verlander's outside the damn weight room. They got this little turf area where I was doing some, you know, like some, you know, get outside and sweat type of shit. And I'll be damned, this guy's throwing the shit out of the baseball. And I'm like, who's this dad just <laughs> playing baseball? I'm like, I was like, yeah, I understand like playing football on the beach. I understand like working out at the beach. I understand not like a young man. He's no, a dad. yeah. I understand like pushing a sled out there because there's a sled like regular people can do that. I'm doing that. I don't do shit anymore. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, who is this guy? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you play or something like that. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, and and he told me who he was, not like that. And I was like, oh fuck yeah, I know Ben Verlander from Twitter. I know exactly who you are now. I know who you are now. Like, um, and uh, he's from Virginia. They're both from Virginia, Ben and Justin. And he was so fucking cool, dude. And so I was like, man, this is where the coolest Justins on the planet come to hang out. The coolest, most elite Justins go to the Albany. Justin Trudeau would never. (laughs) Could could never. Could never. He goes to the wherever. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, I wish I could just hear that. Like, imagine he watching so nice, Justin. Dude. Imagine watching Justin Verlander throw like an easy pen with nobody around, no cameras, no coaches. I didn't think about it that way at that point. Like, like these but, guys are supposed to be monitored by a dozen people every time they touch a baseball. I don't know that he was th- like I don't want to fuck but up he, the no, no, but he's no. I don't I'm know that he was throwing he was a full rehab bullpen, but he, he was, was doing a rehab bullpen. And he's a big guy, dude. He's a tall guy. He could play. I told him, I go, bro, you're like you're bigger and more jacked like than I figured. And I think he was being all humble about. it. I was like, I think you play tight end in the NFL. I wish I could have heard the ball just. And then he saw what T.J. Hawkinson went for, and you're like, maybe I should just keep being a Who's great. Who's catching for Justin Verlander? Some guy that goes with him. Probably they, another there's Justin. The, there's eyeballs right there. Probably another Justin. But it was a magical place, beautiful place. That's my dream slide job. At Justin's catching for yeah. pitchers on vacation. That's good. You should apply. Also, can do security. And I'm left-handed. If you want to throw to a lefty, <laughs> would you just? Leave Why is Matt cringing? Because you don't think it's a good job. Sometimes pitching and catching is used. To oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Especially considering who are you going on vacation with again? Fuck Mary Kill, Justin, Justin, or Justin? Who? You, yeah. Oh, oh, easy. Killing Justin Timberlake. No yeah. offense. Love yeah. Justin Timberlake, but took Jess, Jessica Beale away from the rest of the general population. You gotta die. Kill him. You gotta die. And then, um, and then, uh, I think, I think. <laughs> I think you got to marry Justin Verlander. See him chill as fuck. Yeah. And you know, Bieber, you know, everybody's fucking him. Yeah. Just another, yeah. (laughs) Small sample in his giant sample size. Okay, next. (laughs) Reed, who, you answered the question, Reed, goddammit. I I would marry Justin Verlander, kill Justin Bieber, and fuck the other Justin. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sing to you in the mornings. 
Wait, you're just fucking him or are you marrying him? No, I'm fucking Justin Timberlake. Okay. Marrying Justin yeah, Timberlake. He phone. might sing to you we in the morning, but not in the mornings. Yeah. Walk away. No, he had a banger. He had a banger ballad back in college that was the jam. I can't even. Cry Me a River. No, it wasn't Cry Me a River. Great one. What goes Until around. the end of time, bro. The pipes on that song are incredible. What goes around? I'm, I'm just oh. reading a couple here. Until the end of time is today's layup line, guys. I woke up this morning and heard the TV saying something. See how that works? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sultry. Little sort of average looking motherfucker that. Sultry. Married to Jessica Beale. No, nah, he's cool. He's got to be cool. I saw him at he's the gym. He's got game. He's got the game. Albany. He's got game. <laughs> they look at Justin Pugh's passport. He's like, nah, you can't. They'll let Justin Pugh in. <laughs> you think? I uh, like Justin. Definitely I like Justin, Justin Pugh. Pugh. Why they do I like Justin miss. Pugh so much? Because he's the man. He just seems cool. He's got a great beard. He was one of the first guys when I was playing that got a beard trimmer. Yeah. He was on like, you know, Gillette. Commercial. Yeah. Just send some love to our guy, Justin Pugh. If you know Justin Pugh, tell him we love just we love Justin Pugh. They told me and him one time he got in a fight. Too short. He got in a fight. Allegedly. No, it wasn't alleged. It was on NFL Network. He was peacing fools, bro. Okay. It was a training camp. I was like, yeah, he can actually fight. Justin Pugh's a, a goon. Going back to talking about musicians, Kyle, this is one you'll get excited about. Taylor Swift uh, set a record on her new album with 10 songs in the Billboard Top 10. Are you on this album? Are you uh, I'm, pro? I'm 10 out of 10 supportive of Taylor Swift. It's, it's I don't ride around in my car listening to Taylor Swift, but one thing I respect about her is I think she signed a bad deal early in her career and yeah. when she had mega success. And whoever took ownership of her tracks, I'm not sure what that's called, um, somebody owned her music that wasn't named Taylor Swift. And she went back and re-recorded. Yet Kanye's mad at her. She went back and re-recorded all of her own stuff and now owns new versions of her songs and fans fans love her so much that they bought the new stuff yeah and now she comes out with this album and and it's all i hear around the house because kate loves taylor swift huge taylor swift fan i know there's so many out there but yeah i hear a lot of it excited for taylor kevin clark had a uh, twitter poll he wants to know if the money is equal and you have to take one head coaching job for the next three years and you cannot quit which is it auburn Auburn. It's got to um, be Auburn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to. I feel to. like uh, you, you get a nice, mild winter. You get location to a lot of summer. Next to a Toyota spots. plant. You know what I'm saying? In Auburn, I'm, I'm sure you can make it to the Florida Panhandle pretty quick. You can get down there to Pensacola. Go see your buddies down there. Gulf Fred Shores, Robbins. Gulf Shores, Alabama. Fred Good. Robbins, make, King, King make of the Cola. Morgan Wallen t uh, concert. You know, I, I can't get into that guy's shit, Kyle. This is what I like about us, though. Yeah, we're different. This it would suck different. if we were the same. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh, I agree, I agree. That's great. Yeah. It's cool. Morgan Wallen's great. His music is great. I will rephrase that. Morgan Wallen's music is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing about him, I mean, uh, yeah. I think he's got company. Uh, there that doesn't make it right but I, I think there's probably a lot of those artists that you might like that might have yeah you know some checkered God, off I'm camera just glad they don't do uh, research projects on a lot of the guys <laughs> okay. we grew up listening we'll go next. We'll go next. I'm, I'm glad that you guys picked Auburn because as we talked about earlier uh, Emo Yudoka uh, is now you know could be the Nets head coach and the Nets are looking for a PR coordinator right now on <laughs> 
on uh, you know LinkedIn right now. Brooklyn Nets LLC public relations coordinator. Wow! Holy shit, dude! Apply on salary.com. Anybody wants to be the uh, PR person for the Brooklyn Nets, head on to New York. Go to uh, salary.com and there fill you that go. out. Get yourself a job. Take initiative. Thank you, Reed. Don't for you think like initiative. they need the Navy SEALs for this? Like they need the Navy SEALs of uh, PR people, but they're asking like back page. Right. You know, they're like doing they're, this yeah, low, this, but they need someone who's actually really qualified. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The winner here is the state of New Jersey. We need to kill Osama bin Laden. No longer with the Nets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In New Jersey. Thank, yeah. thank good riddance. Go to Brooklyn. Stay there. The state. Yeah. Go. Go. Uh, but honestly, like, I'm thinking about like the Marines or like the 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 military grabbing the guy who who had the special leprechaun flute. You remember him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to kill Osama bin Laden. Like, down from we need to kill the most dangerous terrorist of all time, and that's why we're in the merchant Marines. <laughs> that's, yeah, the, I didn't want to. Th- I didn't want to. I'm not casting a spur. Wait, aspersions is not. I'm not. Ca- I'm not throwing stones at the the merchant Marines. I got a question for Jay Z. Because they'll fucking kill you. He said the Don't Nets talk. could go 0 for 82, and I'd look at you like the shit's gravy. Yeah. Is the shit still gravy, Hove? Well, I think he sold his share in the yeah, team. Gravy's so gone bad. I think, I think, I think. <laughs> then Rock's I think he's, all that. I, no, I think he's really, I think things are gravy for him because he's not having to deal with this bullshit. You need, you need, you're, bro, think about the people applying for this job. I don't know. Could be a problematic take. What we got? And so tonight's game, everyone's last night, Brandon Graham will be throwing out the first pitch. He says uh, he's a little nervous. Um, a little. He was asked if he's cooking up a fastball or some off-speed. Graham says he, he just wants to get it over the plate. We've talked about multiple <laughs> times both of your first pitch um, incidences. Incidences, yeah. What, what can we offer up BG? I would say do not go all the way out onto the mound. Do not stand on the rubber, BG. There's, do, Put your pride aside. Stand right where the mound ends, in front of the mound, so it's a shorter throw. When you get up there on that hill, yeah, it's hard. the stadium seems really big. Yeah. And it seems like a lot longer than what it is. So just The angle's tough from up get there. Your, get your photo op. Make sure you smile big for the cameras and just nice little rainbow up there. And warm up. You know, the two times that I've thrown a first pitch out, once for the St. Louis Cardinals, once for the Charlottesville Tom Sox, I was late. Not late. I just didn't get a lot of time warming up. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And um, I would argue too much warm-up could lead to hubris. Yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> you're right. You I get, showed up an hour and a half early for the White Sox. Well, that's pitch. overthinking it. You want to be in the groove of like five to seven minutes of catch. Okay. You don't want to be in the 30-plus the minutes of catch, and you don't want to be – three throws that's kind of what i did at the charlottesville tom Sox, and that was fine i got off the schneid i threw a strike but yeah like uh bg man good luck good luck get in front of the mound bg there were a couple here that that uh, popped up and i wanted to bring to the table this is from mitch mckinley uh is cowboy reed the zodiac killer (laughs) and i think that's interesting I don't know why I think it's interesting, but I think it's interesting. Why do they think you're the Zodiac killer? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. What? Let's have them on. Wait, what? What about me emotes serial killer? Yeah. 
Well, normal, dude. well, works a lot. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm working on the show. You could be killing somebody or something like that. Yeah. We got to inspect this vehicle. Honestly, we need to zip go. Zip ties. Yeah. I do have some zip ties. <laughs> yeah, oh, he had a drill earlier. Why? Yep. He had a drill. Why do I have a zip what tie? What are you zip tying? Hey, man, if, uh, you know, zip ties need to be used on the car or, you, you know, go. just around town. You just okay. zip tie in the car? Just, zip town. ties are a great tool. That is interesting. Very yeah. Zodiac answer. He has zip ties at work. Like, I don't get it, man. Z- zip ties are great. They need, you can use them anywhere for anything. Yeah. Ankles. A lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got some of those fucking napkins that they put over that guy's face in Ace Ventura. Hydrochloroform? Yeah, yeah, chloroform. He's got I a bunch of chloroform. I don't have any chloroform. I have a lot of napkins in my car. Hey, does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the highest level of professional sport you can do while stoned? That is from Mitch McKinley as well. Cast a wide net. The NFL. Yeah, for I think so. I mean, that's... I don't think so. Think I'm not. They, te- they test for anything else. I'm not saying I played Stone, but I know like you could you could do it. You could do it if I was in peak physical condition right now. If I can do this mailbag, I can set a fucking edge, dude. No problem. I uh, <laughs> I had a I had an incident in in 2015. <laughs> I swear to God, like a Nate Collins incident. Nate Collins, go I, ahead. I I had uh, I had eaten an edible to go to sleep Mm -hmm. uh and i ate way too much Mm -hmm. and the lingering effect stuck with me for the noon game the following day Mm -hmm. and it was like pulling teeth to get me out on the field really you know like how'd you play you ever seen where they like open the barn door for these animals in the winter time and they walk up to the edge where the snow is and they go ah fuck that (laughs) yeah yeah. inside yeah that was kind of me and then i went out and played and i got ragdolled like three plays in the first quarter and i was like my life is over i'm getting fired tomorrow yeah like, and then you kick back and in. then i was like football you know and it became fun and it became like going to watch the movie stone yeah. it was like this is fun blocking's fun nothing i don't feel anything damn bro because nate said he took one in uh in in uh when he was playing for the the winnipeg uh jets, jets. the bombers. bombers yeah jets is the sorry sorry nate but the bombers he was on the bombers um and uh, he t- said so he took an edible and was high for like two days and played up in Canada and huh? Didn't he? Wasn't that his last game? Yeah, he, <laughs> he got. He yeah, it was his last game. He got, <laughs> that was the it, the part of the story. That was the that was the punchline of that story. <laughs> I did not get fired. <laughs> no, you didn't. You continued to play. Yeah. Uh, but there were times, Kyle, where you know, since we're sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like night games. Um, this is a very real thing. Now, I'm. You know me, Kyle. Night games, great you, you topic. Know, you know me, bro. You know me. Am I about my shit? You are about your shit. I'm about my shit. I'm gonna get my fucking job done. It means Student a lot to the me. Game. It means a lot to me, and I'll do everything I can to be ready for the game. But Sunday mornings, it's a lot of time in the hotel. So much time, and I have anxiety. And I'm gonna go play a football game at night, and I'm fucking, you know, I gotta, I gotta smoke in the morning. And you know what? That's not a big deal because I'm not high at night. But what I, what I could be sometimes because I just would try so hard to go to sleep. I would, you know, do every because I can't sleep really without it. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm trying to go to sleep and take my nap so I don't have to be sitting there in that room doing nothing and just thinking and ruminating. And so I go to sleep and then I wake up and I'm like fucking half awake, man, until probably like 90 minutes before kickoff. But there were some days where 
I was just pounding the coffee like four or five cups to just try to start the engine again. Window was getting close to kickoff. Yeah, and you're like, like, "Damn, it is a little." I'm in the hot tub right now, and I'm a little bit Jaguars guy who's like, "Slap me in the face." Yeah, like Henderson, bro. (laughs) Slap me in the face. I'm like, "No harder, please." Yeah. Yeah. Does weed make you worse at golf, Kyle? Uh, I think I'm just bad with or without it. I couldn't tell you. I don't know if that's the variable that we need to have in. Maybe that's my problem. In golf, I feel like bowling. You could be high too. I feel like bowling. You could, yeah. I'll All go you out do there is and bowl. It is bowl, I. Bowl, what, bowl, what did the guy bowl. say? Uh, the the guy. Uh, who, who do you think you are? I'm. I, I, am. I am. Who I do you am. think you are? I am. That guy was high. He was. That's, that's something I would say. That's wore shades. <laughs> that's something I would say. That's something I would say. I'd be out there bowling a perfect game, screaming. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Like, bowlers are chill though, and they're always <laughs> the bowl, only bowlers we know are the guy who's like uh, nobody fucks with the Jesus <laughs> and, and Ernie yeah. McCracken and this guy, yeah, and country boys that like to go down to old Keglers, Keglers, <laughs> yeah. Modern Warfare Two did just come out, yeah, and you know I play a lot of video games, and I know that you like Call of Duty, but yes. you don't like the Warzone aspect of it. You yeah. like playing real multiplayer. Can I get you on there and play with me to play multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah. Team Deathmatch, Search and Destroy. Oh, yeah. Headquarters, headquarters. Capture the headquarters. What are you playing this Call of Duty on? I play on PC, but you can play on your whatever console, and we can play together. I would love that. What console? PC, Xbox. Oh, okay. Or PlayStation, Xbox, or consoles. I think I have a PlayStation. Great. Can you get me, if I pay you? No. Can you get me a PlayStation? You can't pay me enough to do that. You can borrow my Xbox. Really? Yeah. Wait, what's the like? What's the best thing I, I you know, like? Let's you say I want to start over. Either PlayStation Five or Xbox Series S, which is what I have. So I should talk to Big Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why is he always doing that? It's a joke. It's a bit. So I never get their. Uh, they're so deep in their bits that I see it. And I'm like, well, Big Cat got hacked again. <laughs> No, you don't. I swear to God, one time I saw that somebody was like, rest in peace, Eric, and uh, PFT's brother. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, man, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Like, And he wrote me back. And he was like, just stay out of this one. You, you, people were thanking Billy for his service like, Saturday night out of at, this the fucking, at the Yankees game. Stop. No, I'm just joking. Like, that would be the type of thing. But, um, yeah, people will literally get hacked, and then people will tag Big Cat and PFT. Which I think is when when the bit has arrived like that, you know. That's funny. Fucking uh, Barack Obama selling a PS5. People are tagging <laughs> PFT commenter, but or uh, Big Cat. But anyways, um, what do I do? I get a PS5. How hard are these fucking things to get your hands on? Impossible, nearly impossible. So what's the know, point, Kyle? Video. What's you, the point? What you can do is just get a computer that you're able to work at home from. That's yeah. a, that's a desktop PC. Yeah. And you can play games on it as well. Really? Yeah, that's what I do. No, I know, but like how easy is that? Can I just hook up a normal controller to it? You can hook up yeah. a controller? Absolutely. Really easy. So there's no difference. You no. Don't, you don't need a console. I'm imagining these people are like, PC. shoot, S-H-O-O-T, spacebar. I use W-A-S-D. <laughs> like, I like, use a mouse and keyboard, but you, I've also used, like, when I play the, the obviously new PGA game, when I yeah. play the PGA game, I use a controller. That's fucking cool. Plugged into the... I imagined you had a joystick. No. 
You're in there like Come moving on in, with Chris. joy. Water's stick. warm. Water's nice. Okay, can you can you get me the specs on what I should get? Can you do that? I'll spend the money, but you I just gotta give me the specs. Well, they have bundles that you can go cop, really? and I can send you links for that. But I don't want to get some sucker bundle. I'm not gonna give anybody free pub, but if there's anybody out there listening that knows of a good company that Chris can get a bundle gaming PC, let me know. Yeah, joystick. Look at the fucking joystick up there. Matt pulled up a joystick. Oh, that's just a funny word. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's showing us what a joystick is. That's funny. It is a funny-ass word. In aviation, joysticks originated as controls for aircraft. Ailerons and commenter. And are first known to have been used as such on Louis Blario Blario's eight pft aircraft of 1908 pft we can read it's just the writing i can't read any of that pft blario blario pft uh is the joystick king you see him he puts on his little flight jacket he's great isn't he great he plays flight he plays all the flight simulators and uh he's into combat flight simulators which i respect because you know thank you for your service for fighting the good fight so anyways he's going after putin that's good stuff I'm gonna fight you with my friend.